0: Hello and welcome to this week's a Photographic Life. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, there's been no shortage of musicians uh, appearing online from their homes, um, playing acoustically and doing all kinds of stuff, I suppose, really, uh, kind of performing. And uh, there was a large event which was uh, organised in America and also shown in the UK. I think Lady Gaga was behind it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago maybe just about a week and a half ago now and uh, on that uh, the Rolling Stones appeared uh, performing a version of you can't always get what you want isn't that always true anyway uh, I saw um, a tweet from a professor within an American uh, academic institution and the tweet said this I'm a professor of music and teach a course in popular music To today's youth, the Rolling Stones are about as hip as Granny's underwear. It's pathetic. Rock is over. Hmm, that made me think. Well, hang on a second here. Here's this professor of music, and he's teaching a course in popular music, and uh, he's completely dismissing the history of the very subject that he's teaching. I had a conversation with my father shortly afterwards he'd seen it he said to me uh, he's 82 by the way he said yeah Rolling Stones old men playing an old song he wasn't impressed either I must admit I wasn't very impressed also but that's not really the point the point I'm really talking about here I suppose is the importance of our history You know, the Rolling Stones are important, and whether you like them or not, it doesn't really matter. I think the important thing is that that professor should be recognised the importance that the Rolling Stones had in bringing so much uh, great blues and black music from the 50s and 60s, Uh, to a a different audience. And, And by doing cover versions of Chuck Berry and so forth and so forth and talking about their influences, they led people to go and find out for themselves what those influences are. And surely that's where we should also be with photography. You know, we should be in that situation whereby we're encouraging photographers to look back from photographers working now And we should all be looking back at the photographers who came before us, looking at who influenced them, and therefore getting a really rich education in the subject, which helps us work today. You can never know the name of every photographer. And actually, even in the last week, um, I mentioned, uh, I think it was Saul Leiter. And somebody said to me online, well, you need to check out Dave Heath well I'd never heard of Dave Heath now I have I checked out his work and I love it and the person who recommended him to me was absolutely right that I needed to know about that work because it really inspired me to work in a slightly different way and to look at photography in a slightly different way and in fact to think well how come we don't know about this Dave Heath how come he isn't better known and that's the same situation with the Rolling Stones and all those great bluesmen, you know, that they kind of used as reference points and starting points. If you don't know about, I know, Blind Lemon Jefferson or um, Robert Johnson, well, you need to go and find out what they were doing. Go and find out who the people were who were at the beginning of photography. The other evening, I gave a, a talk. I was being interviewed um, by the, the very good people at Photon Wales um, for a live YouTube uh, event. In fact, the link for that is going to be on the uh, United Nations of Photography website if you want to pick up on that. But anyway, one of the questions that came through to me was, was I looking at any particular contemporary photographers at the moment that I found really interesting? It kind of threw me a little bit. And I thought, well, what does contemporary mean? is this contemporary as in an age specific thing does this mean that it has to be photography being created of now but can that reference work of the past and you know that the name that instantly came to my mind was alice tomlinson and her work ex voto which um alice appeared on a previous podcast do check that one out because she was fantastic but It made me think, well, is that contemporary photography? What is contemporary photography? Is contemporary photography the photography which is most engaged in in, uh, deconstructing where photography is now? Is it the photography that I suppose is most uh, obviously aligned with a contemporary art practice outside of photography within painting and sculpture and poetry and music and so forth? I don't know. But I think what I do realise is that over the last um, couple of years, actually, I found myself increasingly drawn back to the beginning of the 20th century to Edwardian photographers and Victorian photographers and actually finding their work very contemporary. In particular, I was looking at the portrait work of Bernice Abbott and Man Ray in the 1920s and that work is so um, exciting and and that work to me is contemporary. It feels fresh and it feels of the now. Perhaps there's too much kind of store put on that word of contemporary. I think that's what I said in the uh, interview actually, that perhaps we're all too drawn into this idea of the new the fresh the new way of looking at things when actually and there are some great ways of working of seeing of exploring creativity which are very established there's no reason to kind of dismiss those or throw those away just for the sake of being different anyway uh so my answer to that that question about contemporary photography I suppose was a bit of a fudge in that apart from Alice's work I didn't really have any names that came to mind but what I am aware of is that the work that's being created today can be as vital as the work that was created yesterday but the work that was created yesterday is always going to inform the work that's created tomorrow. This week on What Does Photography Mean to Me? Uh, I'm pleased to welcome Jessica Backhaus, who was born in Cookshaven in Germany in 1970 and grew up in an artistic family. At the age of 16, she moved to Paris, where she later studied photography and visual communications. Here she met Giselle Freund in 1992, who became her mentor. In 1995 her passion for photography drew her to New York, where she assisted photographers, pursued her own projects projects I should say and lived until 2009. Her work has been shown in numerous solo and group exhibitions including at the National Portrait Gallery London and the Martin Gropius Bau in Berlin. To date she has eight publications to her name, including Jesus and the Cherries in 2005. What Still Remains in 2008, One Day in November, also in 2008, I Wanted to See the World in 2010, Once, Still and Forever in 2012, Six Degrees of Freedom, and that was in 2015, and A Trilogy, which was in 2017. Uh, Jessica's been busy. Anyway, her photographs are in many prominent art collections, and she is represented by galleries in Berlin, Cologne, Frankfurt, Boston, Philadelphia, Milan, Lisbon and, finally, in Amsterdam.
1: Photography means to me living my dream. It is a necessity, a certain life I've chosen to live. I sometimes tell the people who are participating in my workshops that it's not a job from 9 to 5, but more, but much more a life you choose to live. I truly believe you have to invest yourself fully and emerge in it with all your strengths and imagination. Photography is my passion and I enjoy the freedom that comes with it. It also paints new horizons and enables me to discover new worlds. I take pictures among other things because this medium offers me a field where I can express various emotions. This immersion into other worlds to lose and find oneself, to follow uncertain paths, to dare, to attempt and to learn to see are some elements that are at the base for my longing to photograph. I'm also amazed by its wide range and its endless possibilities. It's a medium that pushes you to experiment and to explore new fields. It urges you to stay curious and to be aware. Photography means also color to me Color plays such a vital role in the arts and in our world. We all react to color in different ways and color triggers emotions. Here I would like to quote the painter Sonia Delaunay. She said in 1949, the following, "'With abstract art, we begin to break free "'from the old ways of picture-making. "'But an authentic new painting will only emerge "'when it is understood that color has a life of its own, that the infinite combinations of color have a poetry and a poetic language that is much more expressive than what the antiquated methods could deliver. In my work, I'm constantly looking for new means of expression, which creates an interplay between the representation of reality and abstraction. I focus on everyday objects and situations, and I'm quite fascinated by the banal and the overlooked. I've always been attracted to details and simple things, and I love to find beauty in a place where I did not expect it. I think my work is very intuitive. It goes along with my own emotions and feelings. In order to create, you also have to allow for a certain vulnerability, and you need to be open. I believe this open field of the unknown gives my work some lyrical and poetic elements. It's about the little things and details which I think tell a lot about a bigger picture. You can sometimes read so much more between the lines. Some of my photographs are more like metaphors and are filled with symbolism, a bit like visual poems. Most of the time, I follow my intuition and trust my instincts when I create new work. Photography is an adventure to jump into the unknown. And I enjoy very much experimenting with color, form and light when I work. When I visited the Bauhaus Museum and the school in Dessau, I was overwhelmed. I must say it was fascinating in many ways as the Bauhaus movement has circled such a wide range of mediums and disciplines. I can see now Why Bauhaus had such a huge impact and such a big influence on so many previous generations of various fields. It was conceived as a Denkfabrik, a kind of place where you could freely think, explore and try things out. Ein Probierplatz, as Walter Gropius said. Ultimately, I believe that photography shows us new visions of our complex world and contributes to a better understanding of humankind. In some ways, taking photographs can be lonesome, but somehow I enjoy this loneliness because it allows me to feel, to see, it brings me fulfilment and it makes me feel alive.
0: Thank you, Jessica, for your contribution this week. It's interesting, as I always say, um, I tend not to listen to the contribution. Before I record the first part of the podcast, I like to listen to it live and then respond afterwards. And there, you know, Jessica's talking about the importance to her of Walter Gropius and the Bauhaus and the artist Sonia Delaunay, all from the 1920s and 1930s, the beginning of the 20th century. There I was talking about at the beginning, the importance of the history of our medium, and also uh, talking about Bernie Abbott and Man Ray at a similar period. It's funny how these things come together, isn't it? Anyway, talking about history and talking about history of photography, uh, It's very sad news in the last week. Uh, I heard that Sue Davies had, um, had passed, had died. And um, I don't know if you know the name Sue Davies, but if you don't or if you do, I'm just going to spend a little bit of time uh, just talking about Sue and the the one time I had an opportunity to meet her um, because I think she's a very important figure in UK photography and in fact photography. So Sue um, was the founder and she established the Photographer's Gallery in London back in 1970-71. The reason why I met her um, and spent actually quite a lot of time talking with her was because... She had a connection with Bill J. Um, those of you, again, regular listeners, will know that um, we've made a, a documentary feature-length film about Bill J. That's at www.donotbendfilm.com if you're interested. It's also free to see on YouTube. But anyway, um, so Sue had been working at the ICA um, with Bill. Sue was a secretary at the time, whilst Bill was setting up the Photo Study Centre bill had already been involved in setting up the uk's first ever photographic gallery the do not bend gallery which was just a few doors along from his office the album magazine office in um, holland park in uh, west london but anyway so we went and we filmed sue um about bill about um her interactions with Bill, and so forth. And obviously, we spoke about the the Photographer's Gallery. Um, interestingly enough, the Photographer's Gallery, um, who I seem to have a little bit of a kind of a a love-hate relationship with, they blocked me on Twitter a number of years ago for, for questioning a few things that they were up to. But anyway, um, they often put themselves uh, forward as the first ever photographic uh, gallery in the UK, which they were not. uh, The Do Not Bend gallery was, although short-lived and not very known. Sue was very magnanimous. And in fact, she was a delightful lady. And she explained how Bill had introduced her to certain photographers. Um, We discussed how Bill certainly wasn't the right kind of person to set up the photographer's gallery. But Sue was she went to lots of meetings. She's very good in meetings and she was very diligent and she was very organised and she was very passionate about getting the Photographer's Gallery up and running. She, from that point onwards, um, always fighting against um, very narrow amounts or very small amounts of funding, she... Thought to put on exhibitions and exhibitions and bring a lot of the photography of of photographers that Bill J had first introduced through Creative Camera Magazine in the late 60s. Uh, Sue took that on board and she progressed it um, throughout the 1970s to the point that the photographers' gallery, certainly through the 1970s and 1980s, under her uh, stewardship, I suppose you would describe it. was a vital place for photography. It was also a great place to drop in for a cup of tea and a tuna sandwich which certainly got me through my days at art school on Longacre in Covent Garden uh, when the um, the photographer's gallery in those days was also just on the edge there of uh, Longacre. Um, Anyway um, very sad news to hear of Sue's passing Um, Obviously, people involved in British photography are aware of her, but I think it is very important that we uh, recognize those people, as I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, who came before us, who set everything up. Let's not just grab onto the latest fad, the latest trend. Now, let's be respectful of our medium, let's be respectful of those people who have really worked hard over the last 30, 40, 50 years to get us to the point at which we are at today. Anyway, that's it for this week. Um, Another week of lockdown. I'm sure there's another week coming up. Um, I suppose, really, it's it's starting to become a little bit of a cliche, perhaps. But it still is important. So whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, please take care you